Welcome once again, everybody, to another live chat with me and Jesse here on YouTube. And of course, we're going to be talking about WrestleMania and the Boneyard match and all that good stuff. We're going to go through the whole card from yesterday and then preview everything from tonight um, or for tonight. But before we get started, Jesse, let everyone know how you're doing. Doing good. Um, living for barn, barn, boneyard matches. Um, pretty much the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, so I'd like to give a shout out to boneyard matches, um, just because <laughs> that was so good. And um, I believe the proper term for the giant ceiling fan at the PC is big ass fans. I believe that is literally actually the name of the big fans in the PC. So shout out to big ass fans. Not sponsored by big ass fans but that would be actually really cool <laughs> that would shout out big ass fans um so yeah um lots of pretty cool stuff um i feel like the one prediction that i got right was that i had faith in wwe's post-production team and <laughs> and yeah. it was i think given every single horrible circumstance that was given to them they made the most of it yeah, I agree. And we definitely talked about that yesterday. So if everyone, if everyone wants to hear our um, predictions from yesterday, if you happen to miss those, uh, we did give full predictions for the entire show. Um, that includes what we're going to be talking about for tonight's show, as well as, of course, yesterday's. Um, but me and Jesse talked at length about how um, we figured there would probably be a lot of that kind of stuff. Like some, We basically got like a final deletion type thing from... Uh, from the WWE, which is kind of exactly what we were talking about. Like, we had actually talked about, like, possible, like, Lake of Reincarnation and, like, different stuff that could be happening during the Undertaker match, and, like, that kind of is what happened to a degree. Like, he came back, and, uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get to that when, uh, when it comes around, but, um, yeah, let us know in the chat what you guys, guys, girls, anything in between, whatever you identify as, you're cool with us, jump in the chat, let us know what you thought about WrestleMania, let us know your predictions for tonight, um, Ben, welcome to the chat. Thank you for coming in again. Same with Arlo. Thank you very much. Uh, two people already talking in there. So, uh, yeah, feel free to join throughout this whole thing. And, um, I know Jesse mentioned it in the chat already as well, but if you do give us a super chat, then your question, statement, comment, whatever it is, is prioritized. And we'll talk at length about that, um, here on the show for you guys. So, uh, Jesse, you have anything else you want to talk about before we actually get into, Reviewing WrestleMania. Uh, I don't think How'd so. How'd the Papa John's thing go? How'd the Papa John's thing go? Uh, Papa John's, Papa Bless, it went great. Um, it looked like a lot of people used the code. By the way, my Papa John's code is um, Jesse, J-A-S-S-I, 25. 25% off regular price menu orders online. Um, it's available all throughout the U.S. Um I'm not supposed to say it works in Canada, but I've heard it does because I guess Canada is a different market, but um, I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> and um, it's been working and it's available through the end of the year. So it's available through December 31st, 2020, and you can use it up to like a hundred times. So if you are a person who likes to eat 40 pizzas in 30 days, that's like a lot. So you could like, that's over two and a half months supply. So yes, there's my, my championship belt that I made in Photoshop, I worked really hard with those garlic sauce side plates. Um, That's why I chose this image to put on the screen. I, you, I know you worked hard on making this on yourself on Photoshop. So. Yes, I did. And um, so it was a lot of fun. 
I do just want to say thank you to everyone for being super cool about it. I know that sometimes when people get like sponsorships and stuff, they can call and like sell out and be really mean about it. But everyone was super nice about it. I even have a friend, Demon Diva. Shout out to Demon Diva. She yeah, she just were- she just recently followed me on Twitter by the, by the way. Yes, forever. So thank you if you happen to watch this. Um, <laughs> small world. Just before I forget, yeah, I need to cut you off. But this is such a random thing. Year, a few years ago, for WrestleMania um, in Orlando, we'd uh, and I didn't mean to stop on your uh, Twitter. No, you're fine. I'll just leave, I'll just leave them just like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, in Orlando, um, I went to Orlando without tickets to Mania yet. Like I had NXT tickets, and I was gonna do like some indie stuff, but I didn't have WrestleMania tickets yet. And uh, there it goes. Um, so I go, I get to Orlando, and I've been in contact with. This guy, Drew, who's known as Ticket Drew on uh, Twitter. And Mm -hmm. uh, he basically, to make a long story short, I go through him to find some WrestleMania tickets. I've never met this guy. I've just been talking to him through, like, direct messages or emails or something. I met him through Matt from WrestleRumble. So I'm like, okay, this is good people. I can trust this guy. I get get to Orlando. I find the hotel that they're staying in. They're at this um, hotel with this gigantic pool for the resort. And there's a thousand people outside. And I'm like, how am I going to find this guy? I don't really know what he looks like. I'm just like looking around. Anyway, I find him. And then Demon, Diva, Diva, Demon. Demon Diva. Demon Diva. Uh, She walks up and it was actually me buying her tickets. She had gotten different tickets. Oh. Buying tickets from her through this other guy. So like I met her. And didn't know, like, she was on YouTube, didn't know her through Twitter, didn't know her at all, just happened to meet her. And I remember what she looked like. And then, like, now, years later, we follow each other on Twitter. Which I'm just, like, put it all together. I'm like, wait, this is... That's a beautiful cycle. Million tickets. Yeah, it's such a, such a small world. The wrestling community is such a small world, really. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it really... And then I think, I think that she watches MMA on Point videos. Yes. Positive. So maybe that's where... Maybe that's where she saw me from. I'm not sure, but it was so, so random. But uh, so funny. Good people. So shout out, uh, Demon Diva. That's like a tongue twister. Yes. For some reason. Uh, but I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, no, well, I was just gonna say shout out to her. She lives in New York City, the mecca of pizza, and she ordered Papa John's to support me last night, which I thought was a very, very, very sweet thing. There were a ton of people. If you order Papa John's, use my code. I'll retweet you. Um. It's fun, fun time. See, yeah, there was a pizza right up there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah looking for I, the, uh, I was looking for the other p- picture. Um, oh, here we go. Yay. Yes. That was fun. So, um, and I had a pizza party, a social distance pizza party, delivered pizzas to both my neighbors last night. So it was fun. Um, so, yeah, that went really good. Um, like I said, thank you so much to everyone for being understanding. I know that that can kind of be weird, but I really think that this is this is really important for me. I feel like this is a really big step forward for my social media presence. And so I really, really appreciate everyone being super cool about it and not being a jerk. So thank you to everybody. My fans are pretty awesome. So I'm just super, super grateful. It was a really fun night all around. Good wrestling, fun show, fun people. So yeah, how was your night? It was good. I uh, I had my brother over, and we were supposed to have um, another buddy of ours come over tonight for night two, but he's 
doing the social distancing stuff, which I understand. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. I just can't like can't risk it. He has a wife and stuff. He's so so we're just kind of hanging out. But my brother's gonna come back over today. Um, I have um, I'm a big crockpot guy. Like I'm yes. crockpot. So um, I have some buffalo chicken dip making right now. Like, so, just doing that kind of stuff. Just trying to cook some good food and uh, watch a bunch of wrestling. It's pretty much That's it. Awesome. Yeah. So, and uh, my brother's not really that into wrestling, so it's been interesting hearing his his takes on. But it's funny because a few years ago, um, I got him to watch the Matt Hardy stuff, the, the Final Deletion and all that kind of stuff. And... When he was watching The Undertaker and, and AJ last night with me, he was like, this is basically what he said, because he's been coming over a lot during the quarantine because there's just not a whole lot to do, and he lives right up the street. So he knows that Matt Hardy's now in AEW because he's been watching that show with me. So, like, during AJ and Undertaker, my brother's like, oh, that's so messed up. Like, this, this <laughs> and then they totally take his idea. <laughs> He was really cool about it on Twitter, though. Yeah, he was. But it was funny because even my brother, who's like the most casual of fans, like saw that as a Matt Hardy thing, you know? Yeah. That's great. That's so funny that your brother... I know, I was wondering what your brother's perspective was last night on Mania. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think he enjoyed it for the most part. It's strange. I mean, it's strange with the no fans, which, you know, is just going to be the case no matter what, especially when you're watching all these video packages and all these... Ma- like, I went back to one of my... Yeah, and I went back and watched a lot of my favorite matches kind of leading up to it. I watched, like, you know, the TLC match between the Hardys, uh, the Dudleys, and uh, Edge and Christian. Like, I watched mm-hmm. that. I watched, you know, like, Hogan versus The Rock. You know, just stuff that I that really stuck out is, is the, uh, Angle versus HBK. Um, you know, just good stuff. Basically stuff that, like, I don't know. Get you hype. It's a mania mood. And yeah. that stuff, like, makes it was so much better because of the crowd reactions. So then, like, when you watch WrestleMania, and like we mentioned the other day, King Corbin comes out, no one else is in the building. The guy's got a crown and, like, a scepter or whatever. It's, like, it's very strange. But, it was bizarre. But I'm glad that we're getting it because I'd rather them do this than have no WrestleMania to watch right now. And I, Absolutely. Right, and I think that it's going to set a new precedent because I really do believe that they're going to start doing two-night WrestleManias going forward because that, that reaction for that has been really positive, splitting. Super positive, and it's been so... Um, it was Because ser- usually after a WrestleMania, I am just pooped. I'm just exhausted. I'm tired. I don't feel like discussing it. I don't feel like, you know, getting really in- emotionally invested into it post-mania. But this, I was like... Boneyard match, Boneyard match. I was like, Boneyard match memes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Braun Strowman. Like, and it was really cool. And people were up to like discussing it and speculating for night two. And it's really like, you know, uh, New Japan does it with Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And true. And, you know, I just think that it was just really great. I think that it improves, it could improve the quality um, of. WrestleMania going forward. Um, I don't know how like logistically they could do that with a um, with a large crowd like that, but I feel like if New Japan can do it, I feel like WWE can perfect it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I, I, there's no reason for them not to do it. I feel like at this point, like I think logistically they, they can pull it off without without a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, but it is a logistical challenge, of course. I mean, you're right about that for sure. Like, I mean, because you basically have to do 
two, I mean, exactly how it sounds, you got to do two days of that, which is like so much work. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you ever saw like at the WrestleManias you've been to, but um, in New Orleans, especially, I got kind of some insight on the setup because um, one of my best friends in the world, his name is Daniel Sowerson. Shout out to Daniel. He's a, a he's a broadcast manager for the New Orleans Pelicans. So I was in the mm-hmm. Movie King Center a lot during, because I was in his studio a lot of the time when like there wasn't anything going on. And I was able to see a lot of the, uh, like the trucks and stuff they need for WrestleMania. Oh, wow. And there's, I mean, I kid you not, there, there has got to be hundreds, hundreds of these gigantic pay, uh, semis, uh, semi-trucks in these gigantic, I mean, it's like, I can't, I don't know if hundreds, but you know what I mean? It's like a lot, so many trucks full of equipment. It was like, mm-hmm. holy cow. Like, I know that there's a lot that goes into this, but it was mind blowing. Even knowing how big WrestleMania is seeing the amount of equipment people were carrying in and out of this building all weekend. Nuts. And then to have to usually like, you know, you do that one day to set up for two days of that would be. That's a lot of work on that crew, but, uh... It's a lot of work, and, like, I feel like stadiums, I don't know, I mean, I feel like, you know, if you're going to do it two nights anyway, I mean, the, the setup and the takedown's going to take pretty long anyway, so what's the difference between one night and two? But I feel like maybe that would be, it would be difficult to get a stadium for two nights. But, at the same time, it's like, well, it's more jobs for more people, like the security sure. that works the event, the the vendors that work the event, the people that, you know, have people park in their backyards for 20 bucks, <laughs> you know, the merch right. people, like it's two nights for merch. Um, I feel like you double the tickets, really. I mean, people could come for night one and night two, but I think what WWE would have to do is they would have to advertise which matches are night one and night two. I don't think that they could keep it secret because people are going to want to see a certain match. People are going to want to pay to go see a certain match. Yeah. And it would be a disservice to the customer for them to not tell you which matches on which night, which I feel like WWE could do. <laughs> they would be kind of shady about that. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think it was BS and like completely shady what they've done this year because they split mm-hmm. a third. If, if you don't have the network, it's, it was $30 last night. It's $30 tonight. It isn't like a six. I mean, they might have $60 packages, but if there was a specific match you wanted to watch, like you didn't know which night it was going to be on. So you had to just roll the dice on like, um, for instance, if you wanted to watch Lesnar versus um, Drew McIntyre, like maybe that's the only match you're interested in. Maybe you're a mm-hmm. C fan that only wants to watch Brock. And you would have had to roll the dice on like maybe buying the show last night for 30 bucks in it was probably three-fourths of the way through the show before they even mentioned that that match was on tomorrow's show. So, right. So it was it was messed up how they did that. Like, I feel like you're, you're 100% right. They need to advertise which matches are on which night, uh, unless they force everyone to do it through the network at the same price. But they all yeah. do that this year with, like, Fight TV and, and all these other options. I was shocked they went with Fight TV. I mean, I wasn't really shocked. I mean, it's, it's interesting because they've never done through Fight TV before. But, like, even for New Japan, like you mentioned Wrestle Kingdom, um, mm-hmm. TV had packages that were similar. I, that's how I bought I bought my package through Fight TV. For but Wrestle never Kingdom. do. You shouldn't do that because New Japan World's like 10 bucks a month. And you get the show. But I got better streaming because people had. Their, oh, okay. Well, yeah. sure. But, but you know what I'm saying? It's one of those. Yeah. Like, you have the option of like $10 if you're already subscribed. Uh, free if you're a new subscriber or 
what, 30 bucks for one night, 60 bucks for two nights of, yeah, you can get for free if you're not signed up to any, because most people who get Fight TV, maybe they don't have access to WWE Network, but if you have access to WWE Network, there's no reason to get Fight TV for WrestleMania, I feel like. WWE Network is literally worth the money. Born. Yeah, this time of year especially. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I want to catch up on a couple things in the chat. And like we mentioned, you know, if you do the Super Chat, we'll get to this stuff much quicker and, like, really elaborate on it. Um, Imran, we will, um, Jesse mentioned already, we will get to the Boneyard match. Um, or, sorry, Braun, the Braun title win. Yes. JGZ, we will talk about the Boneyard match. Um, ben enjoyed the Boneyard match. Yeah, well, like I said, we're, uh, the Boneyard match is what people are most interested in, so oh. we will absolutely talk about that. Yeah. Chris Hames, uh, what's up, Jesse? Steve, my man. What's up, Chris? Thank you for joining the chat. Um, same to you, Julian. Uh, thank you for joining the chat. So, um, yeah, let's just go ahead and get into the actual... WrestleMania card. I'll pull it. Yeah. And hey, JGZ16. What's up, dude? JGZ. Yes. Everything is boneyard-tastic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, AS Empire, Manny Santos, welcome to the chat. Um, Make sure you subscribe, too. And if you want, I think we would really appreciate if you liked and shared this. Um, like I said, super chats are extremely appreciated, but not necessary. We understand that these are really tough times. Um, so not everyone has, you know, funds available, but we would really appreciate that because our um, streams have been getting um, kind of limited advertising um, monetization because of just the nature of what we're talking about. So it's really appreciated, but not necessary. And cool gifs come up if you subscribe and if you donate. And there's cool Easter eggs. For- Disconnected, reconnected, reconnecting and successful. So hopefully, we're oh, there goes. Alive. Okay, yeah, we're back. Okay, um, sorry about that, everyone. I'm not sure what just uh, what just happened there, but I- yeah, it's it's back, it's back. Sorry if it like buffers and stuff. We're still working out the kinks, but we will always come back and check both of our twitters for updates. Our Twitter handles are <laughs> right there, yes, and right, right there. underneath us. Um, so sorry about that, y'all. I think we're good. Uh, Greggy Pooh with a new subscription, so. That um, and then Ooh, we got a subscriber. Out. So okay, I think we're good. I think we're good. I think it's your damn virus software that you need to update. I don't know what's going on. You know what sucks is like this just started happening after um. It's a long story. It's not even worth telling. Telling, but I <laughs> had to do some sort of update on my computer, and since I had to do that update, it like that it, it installed some sort of software that's like making this stupid antivirus keep popping up. Um, so, uh, so anyway, uh, JGZ, what's up, Steven? What's up, JGZ? Um, once again, welcome. Um, hi, Tam. So, hi, Zay. Hi, Manny. Um, hi, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into these matches. Okay. Uh, Cesaro defeating Drew Gulak in the first match. Uh, this was technically on the pre show. I mean, I thought it was good. It was awesome to see Cesaro bust out a UFO. I think that's yes. I think it's the first time he's done that move in the WWE, um, and I think that's because it was his first singles match on WrestleMania that he's ever had. Uh, so he was perfect time to do it. Yeah, it's crazy. It took this long, and it was still on the pre-show. Unfortunately, it was in front of no fans because imagine the pop the UFO would have got in front of people right? who've never seen it before. But uh, it just is what it is. What did you think about this one, Jesse? I thought it was a really good match. 
excuse me, I thought it was really great. Um, unfortunately, I don't know why they're doing pre-show matches. They really should have just like hyped up the card. Just call it all WrestleMania also. Yeah. What's the difference between pre-show and the real show at this point anyways? Or kickoff show, whatever they call it. Right. Um, and, but it was a great match and I'm just really happy that both of these guys got time, you know, and yeah, it was the kickoff slash pre-show slash whatever, uh, the buy-in. But they got recognition. I mean, I feel like a lot of people watch that, and you know, it's to to buy into WrestleMania. So I thought it was really good, and we got to see Cesaro have like a WrestleMania moment. It was nice, even though it was like pre WrestleMania. <laughs> but still, that was when he hit that move. My husband was like, "What the was that?" He was my husband didn't really know what it was, and I was like, "Oh, I think I know. I think that's like an alien or something." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it was a really good match. I was still kind of getting ready, but it definitely delayed me getting ready for WrestleMania because I was so it would like draw me in so I think that's kind of the purpose of it and I thought it was really fun and I really liked Drew Gulak and I'm really happy that him and Daniel Bryan are kind of this unexpected but logical pairing so yeah, sure. I thought it's really great yeah 100% and yeah that UFO move uh yeah Cesaro used to hit that on the indies like all the time and it's one of those things that's like it's similar to the the brain buster. Yeah. Uh, uh, El Generico, Sami Zayn used to do where he'd uh, pick you up and hit, hit you uh, on the turnbuckle on the way down. It would be like a, like a uh, superplex, but he'd drop you head down on the turnbuckle on the way down instead of... And he's never done it in the WWE. And a lot of that probably has to do with like concussions and like brains and uh, not right. people who have a steel chair, yeah. those kind of things. But I feel like he's waiting for a WrestleMania moment to hit that move. Similar to... Mm -hmm. I think some of these guys from the indies have a few moves that they used to do that they never do anymore, but I think they're just waiting for that right moment to just do it so it's something special instead of, like, becoming a... Like, uh, Kevin Owens, for instance, a good example. He used to do a lot of really cool moves when he came into the WWE. Like, a lot of stuff he doesn't do anymore. And I think he did that because now when he does some of that stuff, people will, like, really pop for it rather than people getting used to seeing it right. over and over. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, and, and Gulak and Brian's parents have been a oh, so pleasant good. surprise for sure. Definitely. Um, up next, we had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeating the Kabuki Warriors to become the NXT, or the NXT, the WWE <laughs> Women's Tag Team. Well, I guess technically NXT and WWE uh, Women's Tag Team Champions. Um we didn't have any predictions for Cesaro and Gulak. I predicted Bliss and Cross. I believe you had the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, what were your thoughts on this match? Um, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was actually really good. I thought there were some really weird camera cuts. I felt there was some very bizarre editing in this match. Like Kyrie Sane was like mid air, and it like it was just really weird, and it kind of drew me away. But I thought that um, I thought that. The, this was a really good, like, opening match. I thought it was really fun. Um, it was kind of weird because I was trying to get used to, like, the no crowd thing, even though we've been kind of used to it. Hi. Right. My daughter's, like, staring at me. Hi. <laughs> um, I, was, I was trying to get used to it, but I thought it was really good. It's just, it's weird when there's, like, an unexpected, like, championship, like, upset, and there's, like, no fans, and I was kind of like, Wait, they just won the the championships, didn't they? And I was like, right, right. Same like, with that's the a big deal. Well, it was same with the announcers. It was kind of like, and they're the champions again, right? Okay, like, like whoa. 
Because when the pinfall happened, I'm not going to lie, like, I went into the kitchen to check on the food I was cooking. So, like, I literally just walked in there and then heard, like, one, two, three, and Bliss and Cross are the, are the new champions again. And I was like, oh. Like, that, and I felt like, I was like, that must have came out of nowhere because I have a pretty good sense of, like, you know, how, usually, like, kind of the tempo of matches as far as, like, okay, this is probably a safe time to, like, get up and, and look at something or check. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the match is going to end in the next couple seconds. And then the next thing I knew it was over. I was like, what the hell happened? Um, yeah, you can usually gauge by the crowd, too. The crowd is a really good, like, predictor of, like, when something's about to go down. So, like, usually I hear, like, a big noise and I'll be able to look up. But there was none of that, like, uh, like attention grabber, you know? Right. Very true. So, new uh, new tag team champions. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe it'll get more attention. The titles, that is. Maybe the titles will get more attention on Bliss and Cross. I doubt it. I have really no faith that it will. But, uh, you know, we'll see. New champions. Mm-hmm. That, we had uh, Elias defeating King Corbin. I think we both had Corbin winning this one in our predictions. Yeah. Um, this was pretty surprising, in my opinion, considering how much they've really tried to build... Corbin over the last, well, really the whole time he's been on the main roster, they've tried to some extent to build him. Um, yeah. But yeah, Elias getting the win. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts uh, yeah. of stuff about it. It's kind of the exact kind of match you would expect, just not the result I expected. Definitely not the result I expected. Um, I do want to say I was loving Baron Corbin just being one of the things that I noticed, especially in these first two matches was I could hear the referee like yelling at Oscar a lot and I could hear him like really, it's kind of really cool to hear that because even when you're at a live show, you can't hear the refs talking to him. You can't hear the wrestlers talking to whoever you kind of can't hear that in ring banter. You can't hear the spots being called either. Um, but it's, it was really, really interesting, and I think this kind of made me appreciate Baron Corbin and his dedication to his character even more, because he's such a goof. He really is a goof, and I really was loving listening to him talk, like, in the ring, and it was just really fun. Um, so, shout out to Baron Corbin for being dedicated. He's actually a really nice guy, too. Like, IRL, when I met him at 33 in Orlando. Yeah, I've heard you say that a few times. Like, yeah. He must have really... He must have really left an impression. That's really cool to know because he comes off like such a D-bag on TV, but, like, he's obviously playing a character, so. Yeah, he is seriously one of the nicest people. Like, he he gives you the time of day. He gives everybody the time of day. He There's that when you meet people at, like, Access, there's, like, this line for people who are, like, special needs or who have, you know, disabilities that can't stand in line and he went there first and gave all of those people the time first and he was just really nice very um he's very good at small talk which is really good when i guess you're a wrestler just super cool so um him being a heel took me a while to get used to but it's it's i'm getting used to it and it's he's not like one of those guys that's just like you just ugh. he just makes me he's kind of like shane mcmahon he makes me laugh um so it was just I just really appreciated kind of like the in-ring personality that he has that you don't necessarily get to hear when there's an audience. Um, but this, other than that, this match was just kind of meh. It was probably the yeah. dullest one on the card for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, if you want to catch up on the chat a little bit, we have, we have some new people. Yeah. If you want to get on that, Jesse. Sure. Um, let's see. Charles 
Undertaker and AJ stole the show. Yes, we will definitely get to that. Arlo, that is my nephew's name, by the way. Um, Becky only having an eight-minute match. We will definitely get into that. That is definitely a talking point and a very controversial finish. How about you guys? Or something, HBU, what does that mean? How about you? Oh, how about you guys? Are you guys excited for tonight? For night two? Yes, I'm very excited. We will discuss that as well. Charles, because I don't care what they got in store tonight, it's not going to beat the Boneyard match. I don't know. We shall see. Came over from Twitter. Christopher, thank you, Christopher, for coming over from Twitter. Um, if you like it, please like it and share. Subscribe. Super Chats if you want. No pressure. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. There are so many talking points from night one and lots of excitement for night two. For sure. Um, one of those questions about Becky and... Becky only having the eight-minute match from Arlo. Uh, we'll talk about that right now. It's the next match on the list. So we have uh, Becky defeating Shayna Baszler to retain the Raw Women's Championship. The match went eight minutes and 30 seconds, according to uh, here on the screen. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, it was nuts because I literally... When I was watching it, and, and Shayna put in the uh, the rear naked choke, whatever she calls it, the Kirakuda clutch or whatever... Uh, she put in the rear naked choke, and when Becky rolled backwards for that pin, it's like we've seen that reversal ten trillion times in wrestling, and it's like just, just let go. And I, yeah, this is predetermined. I, I get that, but it's like I'm just yelling at my screen. I'm like, let go, just let go of the choke. Let go of the choke. What are you doing? Every everyone knows to let go of the choke when this reversal happens. It's happened a trillion times, um, and it was a very underwhelming. Uh, finished uh, an otherwise pretty good match for the eight minutes it lasted. But what were your thoughts on on the short match and and Becky getting the the win here? Yeah, it uh, well, first of all, her entrance with the uh, the truck. As soon as I saw that truck the first time, I was like, that was definitely for her WrestleMania entrance. And like, I know where the performance center is. Like, I've been by it because I used to live in Orlando. So, I'm, but I'm not gonna like say. But it looks like when she's driving in that she's going through like a quiet residential neighborhood. There's like a, I saw like there's like a house with like a satellite dish on it. And it's like super quiet and quaint because no one's out. And she's like driving this big flashy yeah, truck. truck. As soon as I saw and truck, it's like she's honking the horn and she's like walking in all badass. And it was just so funny and so, so like WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like quarantine WrestleMania. And, um, so that was really funny, and I thought that, I honestly thought that Shayna was going to come in and attack her, kind of like Charlotte did to uh, Rhea Ripley on SmackDown. I think it was SmackDown on Friday, but she didn't. She got her little cool entrance. Um, yeah, I really just that finish. I was not a fan. I was not a fan of that finish. It looked like Shayna just like sat there, just didn't even try to like move, didn't even try to get out of it. And we all know Shayna is a legit fighter and a legit you know, badass, and she would have definitely at least tried. She just sat, she was just stagnant and just still. And I was like, girl, you're like at one, if I, if I hear that one, I'm like, ooh, I'm being pinned. It was just, I did not like that finish. I wasn't a fan. I get it, but it's been done before. Um, and I mean, for the love of God, Shayna Baszler bit Becky Lynch in the back of the neck, bleeding out, making Becky bleed, and that's how that finish was. I honestly expected it to be a winner by, like, KO, by, like, submission, 
like just Becky passing out. So when she had her in it and she was like limp, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it, this is it. Wasn't that way. Um, but I guess for eight, for how long? Eight minutes and 30 seconds? Is that how long it was? Yeah. And it was, it was fine. Just wasn't a fan of the finish. Hopefully we get some answers on Monday. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I was, I was really disappointed with the finish for sure. It's just kind of one of those things. Like, what can you do? I, I think it made Shanna look bad. Like, they yeah, to build her um on the main roster, and and like you mentioned, it's very very much worth mentioning. Like, this this chick bit that like vamp vamp bit like Becky's neck in half. You know what I mean? Like, it was disgusting, and that was her reaction to the loss. Was just like sitting there, like just oh man, you got me. It's like. How could, I don't know. I mean, the only thing I can think of, because I, I just have such a gut feeling that Ronda Rousey is coming back soon. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with the way the commentary has been presenting certain things. And and they've been mentioning Ronda more lately. And, and obviously the ties between Shanna and Ronda and Ronda, Ronda and Becky with their history and stuff. I feel like they're really, I mean, maybe they're building towards Becky versus Ronda again uh, as like a singles match in a future show, maybe SummerSlam or something big, mm. handful of months. But I, otherwise, I don't know why you wouldn't have Shayna win this match. I think we both picked Shayna to win. Um, we both you know. did. And so, I think zero, zero, 2K0 zero, and Solus Senpai, 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 they both brought up, like, Shayna was built up in the Elimination Chamber match to be, like, unbeatable. She just right. took out everyone. And it's like, oh? Yeah. Oh? We're gonna do this, yeah. So it was frustrating. Um, definitely, definitely my <laughs> least favorite finish. <laughs> Let me show you what. Uh, all I was thinking when Becky was driving that truck, like mm-hmm. up to the arena, all I could think about was this. This is from WCW Revenge, WCW NWO Revenge for the Nintendo 64. This is the intro to the <laughs> game. Look at this, dude. This straight up. Just, just. Oh my God! Here comes the man. The man are, that had to be uh, the inspiration. And that sting popping up out of nowhere. This game is so great. This is one of my favorite games ever. It's just so great. But all I could think about was this stupid truck. And then uh. That had to be the inspiration. There, but there's yeah, there's, the I, I missed you know, part of it. But yeah, it's just this big truck coming on in. Oh. My God, that is really what it was. But uh, but yeah. And it was. It was nighttime too. Yeah, so shout out to anybody who remembers that game. Uh, Zero, 2K0, LOL, I love WCW Revenge. So yeah, that's why I played the clip. I hope some people would uh, would remember uh, what I'm talking about here. Um, Yeah, and once again, if you have any uh, questions, comments, anything that you want prioritized, because I know we're missing comments, um, and we thank you for for joining the chat. Like, we appreciate all the interaction. This is awesome. Yeah. But uh, just so we don't miss anything, if you super chat, like we will not miss it, and we will elaborate on it. Even if there's a match you want us to like talk about out of order, we'll skip to that match if you yeah. chat. So, um, you know, if you have limited time to watch and you want to hear our thoughts on it, that would, that'd be the best way to hear about something specific you want to you want to mm-hmm. talk about. Um, after that, we had Sami Zayn defeating Daniel Bryan uh, to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Sami Zayn, of course, had. His, what are they called? The Artist Collective, which I feel like is a total jab at the Nightmare Collective, because that didn't last in AEW. Um, oh, I didn't even 
think about that. Such a, what a coincidence with the name, you know what I mean? Collective, you never hear that anymore in wrestling. Right. Um, so yeah, of course he had Cesaro and Shinsuke, and then Dana Bryan had Drew Gulak in his corner. Uh, what did you think about this match and Sami Zayn retaining his title? I'm glad. I think we talked about how um, I was really worried that Sami Zayn would turn into a Sasha Banks and not be able to defend his title once he won it. So I was really happy that he won. Dan O'Brien doesn't need another championship, especially an intercontinental championship. Um, I think that, you know, Daniel Bryan is such, he's like literally like, and and there was a lot of discussion last night. I saw on Twitter that, um, you know, he's kind of on the Mount Rushmore of great wrestlers now. And I completely agree. Um, He's really becoming one of those people who can be a catalyst for someone else. You know, Drew Gulak, Sami Zayn, even though Sami Zayn is fantastic in his own right, he hasn't been utilized as such in WWE. So I thought it was great that he got that win um, in a very Sami Zayn way. Um, and I was really happy for him. I thought it was fun. I, I really like this feud. Um, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it a lot. I've enjoyed Sami Zayn and his little collective, so to speak. Um, and I think... Daniel Bryan's going to be fine. I don't think it's going to hurt him at all. So I think go Sammy. Work. Yeah. I'm with you on all that. I think that, uh, I mean, it was a good match for the time it lasted. You know, nine minutes. The finish came kind of out of nowhere with uh, Zayn hitting basically a big boot. They call it the Haluba kick. but it, which Yeah. I, I get it. He normally hits it in the corner. He hit it off Daniel Bryan off the top. I get it. It was, it was a good... Um, it was. I'll say it was a decent finish to a match that, I mean, let's be real. Like the two of them could have like a five star match if given the time. Like if on the right part of the show, like the two of them are two of the best in ring workers in the world uh, when given the chance. Uh, but for what it was, you know, I can't really complain for what it was. Like it was a solid nine minute match. It is a little strange seeing Daniel Bryan. Uh, in this spot, like, I don't dislike it because I think he's really helping uh, Drew Gulak, like we've said. Um, and I think that him versus Zayn, like, it's great that Zayn got a win over Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania because Sami Zayn, like you mentioned, has been completely underutilized on the main roster. Um, but it is strange seeing Daniel Bryan in that spot. It's kind of like this, like, almost mid-card type feud and, like, coming out on the... And, like, with the people he's involved with now are all kind of people who have been kind of pigeon, pigeonholed as, like, mid-card talent in the WWE. Um, or even in Drew Gulak's uh, case, like, lower, lower card, 2 or 5 live, stuff like that. So it's, like, it's just strange because, you know, being there at WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans uh, myself, like, yeah. to see the, the yes movement and Daniel Bryan and being at the top of the company and then obviously all the time he had to take off uh, for his concussions and all that stuff. And now he's, like, in this weird mid-card spot, which is kind of strange. But he's also so credible and so good at what he does that, like, he could literally be in the world title match on on Friday. And, like, no one would even oh, yeah. playing. So, yeah. Yeah, just, just kind of is what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. We had the, uh, the ladder match, which I know you were a big fan of. Uh, yes. John Morrison, uh, the Usos, and Kofi. And we kind of joked about this on the show yesterday where I was like, like, what are they going to do if the Miz isn't there? Like, just have, like, a singles match for the tag team titles? Sure enough. <laughs> Pretty much what they did. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good match, and I think Morrison retaining the belts for himself and the Miz was a good idea. Like, I 
I, you know what I mean? I'm never going to be mad at the Usos or the New Day of having the titles, but at the same time, we've seen that so many times that mm-hmm. it's nice to see something a little different. And the match itself, I thought, was really good. Uh, the ending was... I guess I, I didn't really dislike the ending. Like, I guess it was a good way of getting Morrison to win without him... Without the Usos and the New Day looking weak in any way, shape. Yeah. Um... But what did you think about this match? And what do you think about, I guess, what do you think about it being a triple threat match instead of a tag team match? And also, uh, you know, the result of the match itself. Um, I, I, this is where this WrestleMania night really picked up for me. Um, I, you know, my husband was really not into this at the beginning. He was like, this is just weird. Um, this is, you know, it was really hard for him to get into it. And this, this really kind of brought it back to like, okay, this is WrestleMania. It may not be in front of a crowd, but this is wild. And I was just, it was a really, 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 really good match. I really, really enjoyed it. It deserved to be in front of a crowd. It really did. That deserved cheers, that deserved yelling, that deserved screaming, that deserved praise. Because um, those guys really put their bodies on the line. The finish really had me nervous because I was, I started thinking probably five minutes into the match, uh, what if, like, one person gets one title and the other person gets another? I thought that What's... right at the end. My Yeah. Yeah. When, uh... When Jimmy and Cody to the same, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I was like, "Oh no!" Um, so the way that Morrison like fell, and both titles fell, uh, and then the, the Uso—I don't know which one it was, Jimmy or Jay—I can't tell them apart. It's Jimmy. Co- it was Jimmy. Jimmy and Kofi just like, like looking like two little kids that just saw <laughs> their like middle brother like break a vase, like in their house. Like, oh, mom's gonna be pissed. Like, I was like, why didn't you guys, like, jump after it? But I guess because he had them. I don't know. I am I had people yelling at me, like, you don't know the rules. But I was like, I would have tried to get But they just kind of, like, looked at him like that. And that was it. And I thought it was really fun. Like I said, um, those guys really put their bodies on the line to entertain us. And it really, that's what the catalyst was for me for this WrestleMania night one was, like, all right all right, we can do this. We can do this. This isn't going to be weird, as weird as I thought. This was fun. This really, and what I really appreciated about, like, this match, too, this is kind of weird, but it, like, really brought me out of, like, the world around me for, like, a few hours, you know? Like, this is the part where I was, like, I wasn't even, like, thinking about, like, what's going on in the world. Like, it was really kind of like that, like, tunnel vision and I really really appreciate it I didn't even think about that till this morning I was like whoa I haven't even like looked at like how many cases there are in my area lately you know I just completely forgot about it and I was like really really appreciative of that and uh this match was definitely really fun and brought me fully into the Wrestlemania moment for sure uh Lincoln Jack Don me uh brings up a really good point. Something that I was mentioning during, while I was watching WrestleMania with my brother yesterday, I mentioned this myself. I'm glad he brought it up in the chat. He says, the lack of adrenaline you'd get from a crowd meant the wrestlers felt the pain and the bumps more with no crowd. Right. What made it more intense for me, to be honest. And I was thinking this, I was saying the same thing uh, to my brother when, when I was watching the show with him last night. Um, e- exactly my thoughts. Like the, 
the the adrenaline you would get from the live crowd, especially in a match like like a ladder match, that's like normally you know you're obviously in pain, but like you're the pain usually doesn't come until later on. Like you get back to the locker room and your adrenaline starts wearing off, and then you start feeling the effects of the match physically. And unless you, you know, broke something during the match, but even then the adrenaline helps with injury big time. So mm-hmm. those things were like, you didn't have any of that. So these guys are probably feeling every time they hit that ladder with no, with no real adrenaline. Rush. Yeah. Like that's, that's rough. So uh great point, Lincoln. Um, I'm glad that you brought that up because that is a very, very fair point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I wonder how they, determined Jimmy Uso versus Jay Uso. I wonder if Jay is the one who keeps getting the DUIs and stuff and that that's what Yeah, I'm not Jimmy. sure. I wonder if just Yeah, I don't really know what I don't know if they just decided, I don't know, maybe I don't know, maybe one just decided, you know, I'm feeling healthier. I don't know, like Yeah. I don't know. That'd be interesting. It'd be cool to like ask them, but I wouldn't want to like try to I wouldn't want to accidentally offend them. Like how yeah. how did you guys determine which one <laughs> Which which oos oh right did it? It's different. It's different than like Kofi and Big E. Obviously, Kofi's going to be more suited for the ladder match given yeah. his experience and his move set and stuff. But like the Usos, pretty much have you know identical move sets and identical. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. I think they're they've got to be identical twins, right? Maybe they're. Ten- I think they're no, they're fraternal. Like, they're fraternal they, twins. They look super similar though. They do. So it's one. So. I mean, if they're fraternal, then that's it. Just is what it is. But I, I, I guess my point is, if you had both Usos next to each other, I would have a very hard time telling the two apart based on their move set and their presentation. So that's what I was wondering. I was like, I wonder if, I wonder if Jimmy uh, maybe is the brother who hasn't been getting in so much trouble um, of the two. Maybe that's why he got it. I, I have no idea though. Pure speculation. Pure speculation. Yeah, pure <laughs> speculation. I, that's yeah. I'm not reporting anything. I have no idea. I just we're just speculating. Because I was just watching, way, just wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Just wondering. Either way, we respect which you know the the decision, the, the thought that went into the decision, and super duper appreciate both Usos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they're a great tag team, it's collectively. Uh, great. Oh my god, they're so good. They've even done decent singles work, it's just hard for me to tell the two apart. Um, but it's one of those things where, uh, I remember years back, one of them was injured, and the other one was wrestling some singles matches on like SmackDown and stuff, and he did a really good job. Um, Lincoln also says, John Morrison deserves a world title run, and uh, Manish, or Manish, not sure how to pronounce that, but... Manish Jane. Thank you. Um... He, uh, he said Jomo deserves a singles push. Um, so we got a few people in the chat that think that John Morrison deserves a world title. I, I don't know. Um, he he had a good run as the champion in Impact. He had a good run as the champion in Lucha Underground. Um, I mean, he can carry world titles. I, I feel like the WWE doesn't view him in that same light based on the way he's been booked, especially. I mean, winning the tag team titles is all right, but it's like he came in with a lot of buzz off of his like ten year indie run in between WWE runs, and they just kind of they announced his re signing on backstage, like yeah, and right before the Royal Rumble, which was like yeah. Well, then he came really? to the Royal Rumble, and Brock just destroyed him. Like he right. ran in like two seconds. Lamb, yeah, not Brock, so, but 
his debut. And I'm really mad at Ryan Satin, so. Oh, yeah? You want to, uh, you want to air your grievances on that real quick? Uh, just really quick, I really like Brian Alvarez, and I really respect Brian Alvarez. He's doing a lot of really good work right now, especially with independent wrestlers during the pandemic, giving them a lot of spotlight on his um, Wrestling Observer Live show. Yeah. And um, I think it was really petty of Brian Satin to um, just start talking trash. I mean, I get it, and I respect both of them, so it hurts me. I'm like, you guys were on the same team. So I really think that they should both stop being super petty and arguing about things that really don't matter. Um, I think it's really ridiculous, and I think that they should just focus on being positive. And no one's talking about what Brian Alvarez is doing for the independent wrestling community right now, and I think that that's horrible and an injustice because they're just sitting there criticizing him for clout, which is wrong. So I think we should all come together and just be nice. So stop it, Ryan Satin. Yeah, Ryan, stop it. I don't even know what you're talking about. I've been staying out of whatever drama's been going on, but... I mean, it's unfortunate because I respect Ryan. And um, yeah. I think he does a really great job, and I'm really proud of him for getting on backstage. But it was just so petty. Like, come on, guy. Let's well, he is we... constantly involved in some sort of, like, Twitter beef one way or another. Um, I'm a fan of uh, Brian Alvarez, by the way. Like you. Me too. I love Brian Alvarez. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met. I haven't met him, but I've talked with him. His whole crew is so nice. And I just – he deserves criticism, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Criticism. But he's also a, he's also a decent in ring worker. Like he's not even, yeah. you know what I mean. He actually like he's been trained. He has matches on the indies and stuff. Like I, he's he's pretty credible when it comes to. I mean, he's very credible when it comes to like news and and you know the journalistic side of it. But he also has the credibility of like actually getting in the ring and, and forming relationships with ind- independent talent. And like you said, I mean, it's as somebody who I pretty much got my start in like all the stuff that I, I do now, like that, you know, the first stuff I started doing was like independent wrestling interviews. And I know that work that world really well. And, and those people that are involved bust their asses for very little reward in most cases. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's great to see someone like Brian Alvarez with a big platform, helping, helping them out. That's, that's huge. Yeah. I watched the body guy extravaganza live, by the way. I don't know if anyone really chat, um, it was very, it was not like what I was expecting, but it actually wound up being all right. Um, Ethan Page put on a show called The Body Guy Extravaganza. It was yeah. on YouTube, and it wound up being like a cartoon. It was like a 15-minute cartoon. Wow, really? I'm going to check that out. Yeah, yeah. So, Support yeah. independent wrestling. Support independent wrestling, 100%. Yes. Um, Anyways, sorry for that little tangent, but I felt that that <laughs> needed to be said. <laughs> we had all the time in the world, well, at least until WrestleMania starts. Yeah. Um, up next, we had Kevin Owens defeating Seth Rollins in an ODQ match. Uh, this was after Rollins initially got disqualified by hitting Kevin Owens with a ring bell. So the match was restarted. Um, I think I took, I know I took Rollins. I can't remember if you took, um, Owens or Rollins in your predictions. I, I can't remember who I took, but I gave reasoning for both of them to win. I think I may have, I can't remember. I, I really wanted Kevin Owens to win. But I thought that Seth Rollins needed a win if he wanted to be a legit messiah. Yes, that's right. So, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, uh, so the match, when you combine kind of the two matches, it went a little over 17 minutes, it looks like. Uh, what were your thoughts on the match itself, and do you like the decision of Owens winning, considering that Rollins could have really benefited with the whole Monday Night Messiah thing by getting a win here? 
It's tough for me to like look at it from a non-biased standpoint because I love Kevin Owens. I really do. Um, I'm really happy that he won. However, it does kind of seem silly that Seth Rollins didn't win. However, we had heard some rumors yesterday that Seth and Becky are taking time off, which it doesn't really look like Becky is unless she loses on Monday. But it kind of made sense. Oh, if Seth wants to take time, I mean, it seems like they're all going to have to take time off, honestly. Right. But um, but to build up Seth Rollins as like a messiah and to have him keep losing doesn't really make sense to me unless they're going for the false prophet kind of thing, which is could be cool, could be fun. Um, I did see on Twitter the backstory behind Kevin Owens jumping off the giant WrestleMania sign that was just put in there. <laughs> Um, he basically said that he went to, I believe he went to Elton John at Raymond James or Celine Dion at Raymond James. And as soon as he saw it, uh, the pirate ship, he said, I wanted to incorporate that into WrestleMania and I wanted to jump off of it somehow. And he said, because that didn't happen, he used the giant WrestleMania sign that was stuck. And I don't know how they got that thing. I guess it was multiple pieces, but he jumped off of that from the PC, which I thought was an amazing bump to take in front of nobody. And shout out to Seth Rollins for agreeing to take that bump. That was wild. That was fun. It really made this match really fun. I think these guys both did a great job, um, especially after that first DQ finish. It was like really like Seth, another DQ, like honestly. And then they restarted it. I really liked the way they restarted it. Um, to a no DQ match. Um, I, I liked it. Um, interesting to see where this takes Seth Rollins, how he comes back from this, where they go with it, uh, where they go with Kevin Owens um, would be interesting to see as well. Um, I really would love to see Kevin Owens try to get into the championship picture soon. So I liked it. What did you think? Um... I think that uh, the most interesting thing is what you just mentioned there. That uh, It'll be interesting to see what they do with Owens going forward because they seem to have a really strong storyline for Rollins with the Monday Night Messiah thing. Owens was kind of, kind of just been kind of floating there in like the upper mid-card to main event level uh, lately. Like he, I don't know, it's like, it's, I don't want to knock the guy because I love Kevin Owens, a humongous mm-hmm. fan of his, but they kind of made him like, the great value Steve Austin, right? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, he comes yeah. out and he does, like, the incredibly predictable stunners and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like you yeah. know what he's going to do. He does it. Um, there's no crowd pops right now for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. One of these things where it's like, what do they do with Owens? Like, he's another guy similar to Daniel Bryan where he can be credible, really, at any point. Like, I'm mm-hmm. totally fine with Kevin Owens getting... You know, uh, who's the, who's the, well, it'll be either McIntyre or Lesnar coming out of the show tonight. So if he, if he wrestles one of those two, um, I'm all for it. But we've also seen Owens wrestle Lesnar before and Lesnar just, just destroy him, like complete squashes and stuff. So it's like, that's a little bit strange, but yeah, I don't know. I hope they have some plans for Owens because otherwise they're really wasting a potentially like a really cool potential story with Rollins. Um, so right. I don't know. And unfortunately I have no faith in WWE booking at the moment. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? I, I hope yeah. Owens, I hope Kevin Owens benefits from this. I hope he gets to the world title level again. 
I'm a huge Kevin Owens fan, but I, yeah, I think the win would have would have been great for Rollins. So I totally agree. Yeah. Um. After that, this oh my gosh, this only went two minutes and ten seconds. I never realized it. Was Dang. Um. Yeah, and I know some people were uh, were talking about this in uh, in the chat earlier. JGZ, uh, great value, Steve Austin, LOL. Yeah, and I don't like you know what I mean by that. I love Kevin Owens, but yeah, but it feels like when when you have a guy coming in using the Stone Cold Stunner. I mean, you're gonna get comparisons to Steve Austin, and I know that it's really fair. A ton of people use the Rock Bottom. A ton of people use a ton of finishing moves we've seen in the past, but Stone Cold Stunner will always be synonymous with Steve Austin in the WWE and he does it this he does the same thing where it's like come in, stun everybody, or come in, pretend like you're not gonna stun somebody, but you definitely wind up stunning them and everyone sees it coming. It's that kind of stuff. Did you see what Zero Two K Zero said? Wonder if Seth saying you can't beat me under these lights has anything to do with the fiend? I didn't even clock that. That's interesting. Um, I, I didn't even think about that. That maybe that's an, that's an interesting thing to think of. Yeah, I didn't think about that at all. That's I. That's pretty cool. Cool. Zero K. <laughs> His theme kind of sounds like a watered down Steve Austin theme too. That's kind of funny. Um. Oh my God! It does. Oh my God. <gasps> oh no. Um. If you want to hear. His really... ring. His uh. Kevin Owens' uh. Uh. Music is my ringtone. By the way. <laughs> it's a cool theme song. Um, I like it. I love this theme song on the indies. Um, I can't play it for yeah. copyright reasons, but his theme song on the indies was awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you want to hear two theme songs that sound really similar, uh, Steve Austin's theme song is, it sounds like a playoff of Razor Ramon's theme song. It's the same exact dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. It's like the same exact beat as uh, Razor Ramon. So, um Ooh. But anyway, getting to Braun Strowman and Goldberg, I mean, um, I mean, I personally feel like they've given Braun Strowman this belt like two years too late. So I don't, I have no feeling on it. I don't care. I didn't care that Goldberg was a champ. I think it was a gigantic, this is a gigantic disaster. They took the belt but, off for no reason. This is stupid. What do you think? Yeah. Give me your thoughts on the match and, and Strowman being there. Sorry, I have to be incredibly negative about this for everybody, but I don't care about Strowman being the champion. I didn't care about this match. I think it's messed up that WWE didn't do anything to explain why Strowman was getting a title shot. They haven't done anything to explain why Roman Reigns isn't there. We obviously know, but the casual fan doesn't. This whole thing is dumb, and I don't like Strowman as champion. So, Yeah, I, I completely agree. This is one of the things where um, I guess it was kind of cool that we had like an unex- – I didn't expect really Strowman to be quickly that dominant. Uh but it's it's so true. It's like, okay, so if, even even if you think about it from the standpoint, what if The Fiend was still champion? That dynamic with Braun Strowman being his ex-family yeah. member, you know, would have been so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, e- even though probably Roman Reigns would have been in that picture. Um, it just made no sense. It's like, okay, so why did we have The Fiend lose? Like, it just... And I know there's a lot of people that say, like, The Fiend didn't need the championship, he didn't need the title, like, and that there, that's an argument to be made. However, this was just weird. This felt like a fever dream that we're just going to kind of forget about. Like, unnecessary, like, I don't know. And, and I know a lot of people who are, and I, and I think you as well, who are very passionate about WCW Goldberg, 
and this kind of like ruins that too. It's like what? Like mm-hmm. this whole thing just felt out of place and out of sight and out of mind. Yep. Just dumb. I mean, you killed off the best character that I shouldn't say killed off. They they, they have opportunities to try to salvage the fiend to a degree, but they so just so dumb. Like, why would you? Why would you build a guy to go over Rollins and Daniel Bryan and everything else that he did, uh, destroying all those legends, taking the Mandible Claw from McFoley, all the stuff he's done to be built as this complete monster like that we have never seen before. It was perfect. The biggest mistake they made was aside from Goldberg beating him was giving him the title to begin with. They hot shot yeah. way too quickly. Everyone said it at the time. Everyone was saying like, what, what are you doing? Like, why would you, why not build this guy for six months to a year and then give him uh, the title or because, because once he has the title, it's all downhill from there unless he's just the champion for the next like year or two. There was just nothing else you could do to keep him looking the way he looked and also be the champion. So it was dumb to begin with. But we were where we were. He had the belt. Yeah. And the fact that you... Because even... Because like the Goldberg... When Goldberg came back and he beat Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series in like two minutes or whatever it was, that was like a shock win. I thought it was dumb at the time, but it wound up building to that great WrestleMania match that had a WrestleMania 33 and the payoff. Mm-hmm. And that was like the perfect send off for Goldberg. Um, were you at Raw the next night in Orlando? No, I wasn't. I watched it on TV. So after the show, I don't know if we've ever aired live. I know it was on the network special they, they put out not too long ago, but after the show, Goldberg came out and addressed the crowd about like how perfect this send off was for his career. Oh, like this is the perfect way. And he, he kind of hinted like maybe this won't be the end of it, but he pretty much was like, this is the best way this could have possibly went. My kid got to see me do this front row. My family got to be here. Like, what a run, you know, what a Yeah. And it was like, I saw that. I saw that. I feel like that was part of raw. Um, oh yeah. So it might've been, it might've been. So that was on raw. Things it was just like, what a bummer that they've just, I mean, this is what it is. It's just, uh, I don't even know what else to say. Like, what do you do with Strowman now? So what do you do? Strowman, if, if the Fiend beats John Cena, I guess you do the Fiend versus Strowman, but it's... Which is that dynamic we want. But what about Roman Reigns? <laughs> like, Oh, good point. It'll, it'll be Roman Reigns and Strowman. So yeah, so what do you do with the Fiend? I... Who knows? I. It, it's just... Strowman's... I'll go on record as saying right now, Braun Strowman's title reign is going to suck. It's going to suck. <laughs> It's going to be either really short and unmemorable, like his Intercontinental title reign, or it'll be plagued with with matches that nobody cares about. Like, sorry. Yeah. Work with that it's going to be any good. Like, him versus Roman Reigns might be good. It's been good in the past. So, Keith Lee? Huh? <laughs> Keith Lee? Well, yeah, if you bring Keith Lee up from NXT, <laughs> I, mean, I guess. Like but then, booking at this point. <laughs> but then you're risking messing him up because yeah, he has more talent in his in his pinky finger than Braun Strowman does. Keith Keith Lee could be Braun Strowman right now, like, and I would have no problem with it. Like Keith Lee's incredible. Braun Strowman has size and he's athletic and he can do some cool stuff to to an extent, but he's still he still comes off as kind of green to me. He does like two things. He does this. He can lift very heavy things. Yeah, he lifts heavy stuff, and that's impressive. 
But the matches... They need to do more of that. I need to see more trucks flip. Yeah, I mean, that's that's entertaining to watch them flip trucks. But <laughs> I don't... You know what I mean? Like, what, what are they going to... I have no faith in it. I just have no faith in it. We'll see. Anything yeah, possible well, in these times. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, but also... Another reason I don't have any faith in it is because this wasn't the original plan. He wasn't even supposed to be in this match. Ooh. So how so how far in advance is WWE even thinking? Like something must have happened where like they only had Goldberg through WrestleMania. So it's like okay, we got to get to WrestleMania. Get and this is all built to get the belt back on Roman. Well now they don't have Goldberg, and now Braun Strowman's the champion. And if the plan was always to get the belt to Roman anyways, Braun Strowman's gonna lose this belt to Roman Reigns like within you know right when right when Roman comes back. He'll probably lose the belt to Strowman, which will reinforce my prediction of it being short and unmemorable, like an Intercontinental title reign. It's mm-hmm. my prediction. Prediction. Um, Soulless Senpai, we stand Keith Lee. Yeah. Yes. I'll do that all day because wh- how often do you see a guy with that size, that athleticism, that kind of power? The guy's a complete hybrid of everything you would want out of the big man wrestler in 2020. Yeah. Uh, Ahmed says Braun versus Daniel Bryan. That could be good um, because Daniel Bryan's so incredible, and he's had good- and the the Bray Wyatt family connection. The Bray Wyatt family connection that could be interesting too. Um, but yeah, we'll see. There's a lot of options. I just don't. I just got no faith in, in a Braun Strowman world title reign. I think if the company had faith in it, it would have happened years ago. Like I just don't mm-hmm. think anything good happening out of this. Um, it, and unfortunately, the big uh, the big. Uh, uh, disappointment there is it was at the expense of the fiends push so just dumb um, but hey let's talk about something that everyone wants to hear about um, All something right. that everybody grab your popcorn let's yeah. let's grab your tea let's let's um, grab your energy drinks grab your bones and your yards grab um, your bones and your yards grab your jerk grab your um grab your shovels your druids Oh my God, this was the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so we had The Undertaker defeating AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. Uh, AJ Styles had Luke Gallows and Carl, Ander- Carl Anderson in his corner, the OC. Um, this match went 19 minutes long, and it was uh, very akin to Matt Hardy's Broken Universe uh, deletion type type um, matches. Um, the response I've seen online about this has been very generally positive. Like, yes, I'd say, I mean, you get the handful of people that were like, what the hell is this? This is stupid. You're going to get that with anything. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd say probably 99% of what I've seen. And especially this is like journalists, reporters, people within the industry, people who are very critical fans. Most of them seem to really enjoy, even the most cynical wrestling fans seem to enjoy. um, JD from New York loved it. Oh, did he? I didn't even... Yes, but, he yeah. loved it. I... Which is, if he'll publicly admit to liking something, he must have really liked it. Yes. Um, I saw a lot of non-WWE fans as well loving this. I feel, I saw some AEW wrestlers commenting on how great that was. I think Marco Stunt was even praising it as how good it was. Um, the only thing I saw was PWI said that it was like bad and cringe and they got ratioed so bad on twitter oh, did they? <laughs> so bad ratioed. that's such a millennial term it is such a millennial ratioed. term but it's it's so true they got they got so much crap for it 
Um, but yeah, I thought, I mean, I thought it was, it was entertaining. I mean, the, the so criticism of it. This is my only criticism. Right. And it has nothing to do with the actual match itself. Or, or like, because the presentation, for what it was, I really enjoyed what they put together. Um, but my expectation of it was like actually seeing if AJ Styles could carry The Undertaker to a good match in 2020 at WrestleMania. Like, because AJ Styles is such an incredible in-ring performer. And we've seen The Undertaker's performances over the last handful of years really decline. And aside from that one tag team match that we mentioned a couple weeks ago, like he had that match with Roman Reigns, that tag team match against, I think, Daniel Bryan and uh, someone else. That was really, really good. Um, but outside of that, the last few years, The Undertaker's performances have been have been pretty, um, pretty bad, in my honest opinion. And it's to the point where, like, I don't like seeing The Undertaker keep popping. Like, I've just had enough of it. Um, it scares me. But... Yeah, it's just time with someone else's time for the new some new faces to get these kind of chances. And so it would have been really interesting to see if AJ Styles could pull a classic Undertaker Undertaker style performance out of the Undertaker in the ring. It would have been interesting. But what we got was really, really, really well done. And it helped reintroduce the Undertaker as maybe a new kind of hybrid character going forward so that so that when we see him next time, we aren't like, oh, it's the same old tired dead man Undertaker. Now it's kind of like that you kind of get excited again, and he looked to be in better shape than he's been in a long time. The Undertaker looked pretty lean. Uh, right. In AJ. Um, so those are my thoughts on it. I thought it was good. Um, I really enjoyed it. I hope that we see a singles match between the two at some point, because I do want to see if AJ can, can pull that off. I need AJ to win, yeah. AJ needs to win in this. I really do agree with that. Right. Um, but what were your overall thoughts on this? Because I know you said you loved it. You said it's like one of the fav- your favorite things you've watched. Um, give us your thoughts on it. Okay, so I absolutely loved this. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I think I figured out where they filmed it, but I'm not going to say just for privacy's sake. Um, so I was like looking at the map while they were doing it. Um, like just... I really loved it, and I thought it was a really creative. Apparently, according to, like, the internet, I don't know if it's true, they filmed this in March. Um, They filmed it from, like, 11 p.m. to, like, 5 a.m., like, so dead in the middle of the night. Um, I just thought it was a wonderful, great utilization of getting the best out of The Undertaker because I don't feel like he could have gone. Do you really think he could have gone 19 minutes in the ring like that? No, no. If exactly. It's like an in-ring type thing, I, it'd be probably closer for like, like eight to ten minutes. Would probably be, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you could kind of tell they like weren't sweating. So, but which is fine. I don't care. I don't care. It's a boneyard match. Like for real. Like these guys got, there were druids that came out and stuff. I'm not really worried about like, oh, he's not sweating. But right. it was, <laughs> it was just so good. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I was really shocked that we didn't. I mean, I expected not to see like Kane come because you know he's like the mayor of like a county where when we're in the middle of a pandemic. So, um, sure. but I I expected Michelle McCool to come and bury be the one to bury uh, AJ, put the dirt on AJ, which I didn't see, which was fine. Let the men handle it. Cool. Um, I think that it was really cool to see like Undertaker being like, Oh yeah. How old am I? What's my wife's name? Like that was so cool. And then to hear AJ being like, please don't bury me. Don't bury me. 
there were so many like little things and then Gallows and Anderson coming and like then all of a sudden those things knocked down and the druids and apparently those druid people were the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal people so they could get their check um, um, which I thought was kind of cool I thought oh whoa, hold on so that's what that was that's who the yeah. druids were, were the people I who couldn't do the I don't the know if that's true but it makes sense and I, I'm all for it yeah if that's I, the case me too sure yeah I popped so hard when they came out and Undertaker said, like, something cool, and then, like, started battling them like ninjas. It was, like, Chuck Norris. Like, he's, all right, we're going to do this. I was expecting, like, a Matrix camera pain. Like, oh, my God. It was just so good. It was just so, like, it made me happy. I know it's supposed to be spooky. I know it's supposed to be, like, serious, but it just made me laugh. It made me happy. My One of the, like, simple touches that I loved was the cars, driving by in the background like mm. there was like legitimate real traffic because at first I was like there's no way they didn't just cut and wait for this car to like drive by I was like there has to be like some I thought it was like Kane driving up or something I'm like oh no that's just traffic like, that's <laughs> Lando traffic just can you imagine like <laughs> can you imagine that. like <laughs> It's like 5, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. You're going to your essential job that, thank you to all essential workers, by the way, you are going to, you know, Publix or Walmart to be there for the people in this difficult time, and you are driving to work, and you're tired, and you're scared, and you look over, and you see a film crew, and you see a pop-up graveyard with construction equipment, and people just on top of roofs throwing people and coffins and you are like this is the end times <laughs> yeah <laughs> surprise no one called the police imagine yeah imagine driving past that not like with like no real knowledge at like wrestlemania is around the corner or anything and you drive by and you're like is that the undertaker it's like it's like a big graveyard with the undertaker walking around you're like wait what what Dude, and, and and even the entrances like as soon as aj popped out of that coffin and was like, haha, I was like, this is gonna be great. This yeah. is gonna be oh, it's gonna be phenomenal. <laughs> it was gonna be great. And I loved how they did like the little nameplates that came up. I was like, Idris Styles. And then Undertaker I said, Undertaker. And I was yeah. like, ooh, this is like a movie. It was just there were so many little things that were just so great. And then like the punch through the glass, like to like kind of like a nod at Goldberg, you know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. And then just, like, the end shot of just, like, the hand. Just, like, the hand. Yeah. That, it it looks so weird, too. It was, like, a weird-looking hand. It just, I'm officially a Boneyard Match stan. Um, I do not like the word stan. I think it's weird, but... I make an exception for Boneyard matches. I feel like every match should now be a Boneyard match. I feel like... Um, I could watch this match a thousand times. I feel like they should clip it from WrestleMania and put it in movie theaters so it can get an Oscar nomination. <laughs> there you go. Oscar. I, this should, it should win a Grammy. It should be an EGOT. It should win an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, zero uh, 2K, Zero said it would have been cool if they had a CG Paul Bearer pop-up. That's pretty funny. The WWE has the, the means to do it. It would have would have been interesting. Um, 
And Ahmed, thanks for the comment, by the way. Uh, I said, amazed by you. Wow, great analyst. Good talk for real. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, speaking of Goldberg, got that pulled up. This is the... the uh, oh, sorry. Boom. That's what, that's what he was talking about, I think. Where he... Uh, that might have been... Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, because Goldberg, like, was bleeding, like, all down his all down his arm when he did that. And it was it was a really cool nod, like you said, because... Undertaker literally does that, starts bleeding, and he's like, "Yeah, I feel like it was a, it was a nod to that." Um, and I think, I think you just mentioned this too. And I, maybe, I mean, maybe they just do this every WrestleMania from now on for the Undertaker, like the Boneyard thing. Yes. Just, just keep him out of the ring and just do this once a year, and hopefully you can meet the fans' expectations because the expectations are going to be high coming off of this one with how much everyone liked it. But same thing happened with uh, the deletions that Matt Hardy was doing. Like, people had high expectations, and they kept outdoing the one before it. Uh, so maybe that's the move. Like, if The Undertaker can't really go in the ring anymore, and this is better for his health, and they can kind of hide his weaknesses and play to his strengths and continue to build his character, um, he could do these for the next, like, MVP wrestling in 2020. You know what I mean? But if you pop yeah. our match, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, it's a good way to get people on the show that, you don't really need to see in the ring anymore. Oh, great. It, it gives, it gives a whole new, um, longevity if, if, if at all possible. And I think it would be so fun and I just want more. I don't want them to ruin it though. I'm kind of scared, but like, Oh my God, it was so good. And like the teleportation, like you can tell that undertaker has been getting tips from Matt Hardy when he teleports. I love them all. What is that noise? You uh, you kind of, you you froze for just a second. Oh, okay, that's fine. I'm back, right? Yeah, you're back. Okay, good. Um, I really thought that Taker would come out. He would get buried, but then he would come out as the dead man, and then win. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but I I loved it anyway. Um. People were kind of like, and I was kind of the same way, to be honest. I was like, man, you should have come up to to Rolling by Limp Biscuit or American Badass by the Undertaker, by uh, the Kid Rock. Like, I don't know why they used the music they used um, for the Undertaker, but I feel like I think it was it was it Metallica. Was it Metallica? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's one of those things though too, where it's like if he's gonna use that as his theme song going forward, I'm fine with it because. I mean, as much as I, you know, I grew up in the 90s, I was a fan of new metal, I loved Limp Bizkit, like, I'm not going to lie, like, <laughs> but the music hasn't really held up uh, in 2020, like, it's, so, like, for for Kid Rock to, or Kid Rock, for uh, The Undertaker to be using Kid Rock or Limp Bizkit, one of those songs now would be kind of cheesy, probably, and, like, the newer fans would be like, this music sucks, like, why is The Undertaker coming up with this? Whereas Metallica is kind of evergreen, like, their music yeah. stays... Uh, kind of at the level it's at, um, popularity and sound-wise and stuff. So if he's going to use that as a theme song going forward, it makes total sense. But um, mm-hmm. it would have been cool for nostalgia purposes to hear to hear Roland or American Badass play. But that's mm-hmm. um, And I wonder if, um, I don't know if this is the case or not, but I'd imagine Jeremy Borash had a big hand in putting together Sorry, this, uh, 
Bless you. Was uh, Thank you. I'd imagine Jeremy Borash had a hand in putting together this Boneyard match because he was like really, really influential in producing the final deletions and he's signed to w he's with WWE now um, and he was with Impact for like forever. Um, so I saw Ryan Katz was part of the production team. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I, I did see that on Facebook. Um, he was part of the production. There was a lot of people that were in that production team. It was they put a lot of effort into it. I it was apparent and it was much appreciated. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, any other thoughts on the boneyard match? Uh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks to WWE. Look at that. Took all my movies <laughs> out of the world. Shout out to the CDC <laughs> for making this boneyard match possible. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Because there was more than 10 people there with, like, the druids and all that stuff. So, yeah, figured out a way. Yeah. Movie um, magic, right? And it looks like in the chat here on YouTube, it looks like most of the people, or if not all of the people, seem to really uh, really like the Boneyard match. Um, people saying that it, or Sola Senpai, uh, mentioning that it helps Taker's pride and legacy uh, consistency from here on out, which... I completely agree with that. That's why we we're mentioning, like, if he did this going forward, these Boneyard matches, they can really protect him, um, him and his legacy. That's that's a big and his body and his body, right? Um, but it's one of those things where, like, it's you never want to see it happen, right? Like, there's mm -hmm. there's so many wrestlers that they just hang on too long, and you don't want to see it happen. And the Undertaker was at that point, as amazing mm -hmm. as he's been throughout his career, he was at that point where it's like. The gong would hit, and I'd be like, "Oh no! Like, oh no! Like, here we go! Not again! Like this is getting yeah. old. It's been old, and now it's older. Um, but now that happened last night, and you're like, oh, okay. I could see him and and the fiend doing this at some point. I, you know what I mean? I could see him being a good matchup against her. I think someone actually mentioned the fiend, um, in the chat. Yes, they said um that they really loved the uh, boneyard match, but the. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Firefly Funhouse match, or it's just a Funhouse match, according to the WrestleMania graphic. Well, let's see here. I'll pull up night two. Um, it says Firefly Funhouse on here, but this is also Wikipedia, so, like, who really knows? Yeah. Um, Let me see what... Uh, but, honestly, here's, here's my uh, kind of like, I guess, expectations for tonight. It, it looks like everyone is, like, super hype. Super hype about this uh, Firefly Funhouse match. Um, however, I am really worried that this it will disappoint us. Um, I've felt that way for AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. I was really worried that that would disappoint people, and it did. Um, I just feel like everyone has such high expectations for this Firefly Funhouse match that it may disappoint us. I'm really worried. I hope not. I really hope not. But I think I think it could disappoint us. I mean, it says, we, here's WWE. We still can't believe what went down in the Boneyard match. One can only wonder what this means for John Cena versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt in a Firefly Funhouse match. So it is tonight. Mm. So, yeah, I think so. we talked about that during our predictions also. Like, this is this will be one of those... I wonder if this even kind of this kind of thing even carries over into like Edge versus Orton because yeah you know I don't think the whole match is going to be 
produced that way. But like, there's definitely, it could be parts where like they're fighting outside of the performance center and they, they pre-taped, well, it's all pre-taped, but they, they put together, you know, uh, some sort of movie type scenarios uh, that mm-hmm. they're able to do in front of a live crowd. Yeah, and I don't think we'll go through our predictions again. If you do want to see our predictions, we did predictions for the entire card yesterday in our live chat or in our live stream, so go there. But I think tonight, for expectations for me, I'm super excited for Edge and Orton, and I'm really excited. I am still excited for the Firefly Funhouse match. I think it's going to be great. Um, what do you think? And I mean, uh, what else there? I mean, I think this is a really fun card. I'm really excited for this this card tonight. We got Brock Lesnar. For Stu McIntyre, we got the yeah, NXT, NXT Women's Championship, Championship. Um, the, SmackDown the SmackDown Women's Championship. Championship. I mean, this is going to be a really big night. Yeah, a lot of good matches, um, or potentially good matches. Um, a lot of stakes on the line. Uh, I wish, I wish the titles meant more. I talk about it all the time. I, you know, mm-hmm. with like the Paul Strowman Goldberg Fiend stuff going on right now, it's hard for me to like really care about who the champions are. But I. I am interested in in seeing if Brock beats the uh, beats Drew. Like I do think that that's really interesting. Um, and like like you mentioned, we we went through uh, and there's an echo on Jess. It says, see, test, 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 test. "Yeah, thanks for letting us know." I, yeah, I thank do you. my yeah I do my best to make sure that doesn't happen. But like if if it is, I apologize, and I'll try to do my best to fix it going forward. Yeah. Let us know in the chat, though, like, who do you think is going to win these matches? Like, we gave our predictions yesterday. Um, while we're on here, I figure, you know, if, if anybody wants to throw out your predictions for any of these matches, especially the title matches uh, or the, uh, the Firefly Funhouse match or even Edge versus Orton. I mean, that's probably the most interested, I think, most people in – or how should I word this? I think the most – I think most people are the most interested in – Edge versus Orton over anything that was announced for WrestleMania, like going into it. Pre Boneyard match. <laughs> Pre Boneyard match. Now everyone's talking about the Boneyard match for sure. Yeah, but, they're, uh, they're anticipating the Firefly Funhouse match. Which, if, if okay, I don't know I don't what know the what main, main event is going to be because there's like literally three things that could be the main event. If they do the Firefly Funhouse thing as the main event, which I don't think they will. If they, if they do, do then, then I feel like, like the, the, the Fiend is going to be in the championship, championship picture soon, or Cena. Um, um, but I I just really I hope, hope that, that I, 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 Edge and Orton could main event it. I think that would be good, too. Yeah, I'd be okay with both um, both options. Uh, 02K0 says the fun, or asks, um, is the Funhouse match even a match where they have to pin to win? I have no idea. Similar to the Boneyard match, I d- didn't know what it was going into it. So Maybe it's like you have to leave, escape the Funhouse. That would be cool. cool. But then Bray Wyatt would know how to <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, that'd be dumb, wouldn't it? Like, if it was like, all right, you got to escape the Funhouse. Like, it's his own Funhouse. So, like, why would you, you know what I mean? Like, why would he yeah. his own Funhouse? Um all Elite Feed. Oh, um, what's up? This is, um, I, I don't know if this is Doug um, on the account. Oh. Doug and uh, I think Justin is the other dude over there at All Elite Feed. Um, shout out to, to Doug and Justin. They, they're they doing their own show on YouTube now also. Um, they've been on and off with it over the years. Um, and he asks, should McIntyre take the title off Brock now or wait until maybe SummerSlam to do it when fans are present to make the moment more special, et cetera. 
We talked about that yesterday. yesterday. We talked about how the fan um, thing could potentially change the outcome. I think that Brock retains. Yeah, I'm gonna say Brock retains also. Um, I I think there was there's more of a chance of McIntyre winning if it was in front of fans. I think that that does absolutely factor into this. And if they're gonna give McIntyre the belt. I think they'll probably do it in front of fans. Um, maybe at like especially after that Chronicle. Did you watch that WWE Chronicle on him? I haven't yet. I saw it was on. I just haven't watched it yet. It's really good. It makes you really want to root for Drew McIntyre. It's it's really good. It's like they literally just finished it on April first. Like it goes to April first. So it's it goes through like him winning the Rumble, and then all this stuff that went down. And it's really cool. I'll have to check it out. I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying that they really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't. I, I I mentioned it yesterday, um, but for the sake of um, them asking the question just now, I would say, I just I just don't think that. In my own mind, and what I'm assuming in this man's mind, I don't think that that McIntyre is perceived at that same level as Brock, and I just don't think that there he's going to break through that that ceiling. Um, they're not necessarily his fault either. Like he's, mm-hmm. he, he checks every box that WWE could ask for. Like he's good on the microphone. He's good in the ring. He has a really good look. Um, you know, there's everything about him, and like he still has the, um, like his age isn't really an, an issue either. He got into the business or in the WWE rather super young, um, and you know he has a lot of years on him now, but like he's still relatively young. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like. You could build around McIntyre. Um, I just don't. I guess I get I get worried when I see certain things like like McIntyre's run in NXT was great, but it was very short. Um, and that was when Triple H obviously was in charge of what was happening with McIntyre. Then he was built very strong on Raw at first, and then he started taking L's and he started wrestling mm-hmm. like Cedric Alexander and like mid card matches and stuff like this. And once that starts happening. I feel like Vince just kind of is always on that level with you. Like, unless something spectacular happens, like the Kofi Mania thing happens and he's kind of forced into something, or the Daniel Bryan thing happens, he's kind of forced into something. I think Drew McIntyre is positioned as a guy who checks all the boxes, who looks physically impressive across the ring from Brock Lesnar on, like, promos, um, mm-hmm. on, the, on the posters, on all the buildup. You can sell... And Brock's done a good job of selling um, McIntyre as a legitimate threat. And Paul Heyman's yes. a good job of selling him as a legitimate threat. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, I think that's that's where it ends. I think it's sold like a real big threat so that when Brock does beat him, it's perceived like, oh, Brock really beat this monster. Like, it makes Brock look even better. I don't. I just don't see them giving the ball to, to McIntyre. I just don't see it. I, they, they've tried it with other people. They tried it with Rollins. They tried it with Reigns. They tried it before, but I, I just don't think McIntyre is the right guy. Um, and that's not his fault. I just don't think that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, that's totally fair. I, I you know, you were talking about how Brock has really carried him. He talks about that in the Chronicle. How he kind of looks at Brock, and I think he's ever even said it in like other interviews where he like looks towards Brock as like an inspiration. And Brock has been like really instrumental in helping him as well. And that that raw after I think the Royal Rumble when he like Claymore kicked him on the ramp, you can see if you go back and watch that raw, you can see Brock Lesnar go. 
he goes, grab the title, grab the title, pick it up. You can see Brock, like, telling him what to do, and people don't realize, like, Brock Lesnar is, like, that dude. He's not, and he's really good at his job, and I just, I really love Brock Lesnar, I just appreciate him, and, um... I really, I, really, yeah, I, I think I, it is unfortunate for Drew McIntyre what has transpired, transpired in, since the Royal Rumble, Rumble. But, I but I think just, just at this, this moment, moment, and it's and not it's his not fault, his like you said, at this moment, moment, it just doesn't, just doesn't seem, seem like, like the right, right decision for Drew McIntyre to win. I feel like they need to save it and build it up even more. And he'll have his moment if the cards are right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. At least, at least we're all talking about it. We're interested enough to want it to. Mm-hmm. Um, Ollie Feed says, "This is Justin. What's up, Justin?" Hey, Justin. Uh, says, "What's up, Steven? Uh, thanks for the shout out. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you guys do a good. You guys do good work over there. I've been paying attention to the resurgence of the show. Um, I've been a big fan of Doug for Doug is an OG YouTuber. I mean, he's mm-hmm. one of the guys that like inspired me to even start on like the." what I do, like just podcasting and all the stuff I do now, like Doug was a big inspiration for me. So, um, and Justin, for what it's worth, Justin does a really, really good job. Um, especially with, uh, with leading the conversation, Doug gives really, really good reactions to things. And Justin is really good at carrying the conversation. He has a lot of good insight as well. Um, he says, I'm waiting, uh, I'm for waiting to pull the trigger on McIntyre. Uh, but I think Lesnar defeating him clean would significantly halt his momentum. hundred degree, yeah, or a hundred percent agree. Um, yeah, I, and like I said, I don't, I don't think that they're going to pull the trigger on him. That's just my gut feeling. Um, but if Lesnar beats him clean, then I don't know if there's really any coming back from that um, to the main event level. Like it, it would, it depends on how they do this. Yeah, I don't know. Agreed. It should be interesting. I'm 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 really excited for tonight. I really am. At first, I was like, man, but then after last night, it really got me into the the mood, the WrestleMania mood. <laughs> and that Papa Bless, Papa John's. Yes. 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 I have a few things that I need to tweet out. That's it. Um, like I said, thank you so much to everyone for supporting me for that and being really cool. But my code Jesse twenty five for twenty five percent off any regular menu price order is good through twelve thirty one twenty. So, and you can use it in the U S. anywhere. Don't have to just use it tonight. Um, it really would help me if you use that. Yes. Boom. Um, yes, I worked really hard on that graphic. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it really does help me out, and it'll help Papa John's and other companies that would potentially be looking at using me as a partner to see how well my social media impact is, and if I am a quote-unquote influencer, which is a strange term to me, but hey, pizza influencer, I'm down. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing that again tonight, or some Papa John's. Get in the mood for some WrestleMania pizza and pizza mania and chill. Pizza mania and chill. Yes. Um, sounds like a plan to me. Me too. <laughs> I've, like I said before, I've got my buffalo chicken dip currently cooking up in the crock pot. So I'm looking forward to hanging out and watching some WrestleMania myself. If there's anything that anyone else wants to mention in the chat, now's the time. Uh, yeah. If you have any predictions, any questions, anything at all, uh, feel free right now to let us know. Um, we will get to that right now. I'll give it a couple minutes because there's a little bit of a lag. Um, and if 
If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Um, you will get a notification that'll pop right up on this screen uh, with a little shout out for subscribing. Same mm -hmm. with chats, any last minute super chats, you'll be acknowledged on the screen as well. And we will immediately answer and go into detail because uh, we are wrapping this up. But if we do get some super chats, we'll stay on and, and answer whatever questions yeah, for sure. statements that you've got. Yes, I'm just really excited. It was a fun, it was fun night last night. night. Yes. Um, I'll just... we'll catch, good luck, everyone. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Oh, thank you. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Thank you, everyone, for being in the chat. Everyone, I've, I've read, and I appreciate everything so much. Yes, even though we aren't able to, like, address every question that comes through the chat, we are paying attention to, like, you know, we appreciate all the positive feedback. Even if you have constructive criticism, any kind of negative feedback, um, I'm okay with that as well. Like, yeah, me too. Just be nice. Yeah, we want to. Uh, we want to uh, basically, you know, just have fun doing this. But it's something where, like, if there's a way that we can make this better or easier for you to listen to or more visually pleasing, like if there's like you know you hate this layout, like you hate seeing the screen you're looking at right now, let me know and we'll change it. Um, you know, we got some other mm -hmm. options, little little things here and there to spice it up. Um, Ahmed says, talk to YouTube. If they fix it, I'm going to drop $100, LOL. Oh, man, that'd be great. Um, I think his issue is where he lives. I don't think allowed. Oh, that's yeah, right. Um, now, I will say, Ahmed, if you... Um, I can set this up soon to link to a PayPal to where you'll still get the acknowledgement on the screen and you can pay us directly through PayPal and we'll treat it like a super chat. So like if, uh, if you want to do that, I'll try to have it set up for the next stream. Um, if not, I mean, if you really want to give us a hundred dollars, just message me or Jesse or whatever on the <laughs> platform and we, me and her split any, any revenue yeah. created on this, whether it's through ad revenue or super chats, me and her split at 50, 50. So when you send it to me, I'll make sure she gets half and vice versa. So if you would, if you do want to support the stream and the chat and everything, and you aren't able to super chat because of the way YouTube set up, just contact either of us directly, whether it's on Twitter or Twitters are you know right on the bottom here, um, or any way that you can possibly message us. Feel free, and we will make sure we will make it happen. We are happy to take donations if you're if you're willing to to, to donate 100%. Um, Sola Senpai says, we appreciate both of you as well. Thank you, Sola Senpai. Thank you for being a moderator in the chat. Yes, I made them a moderator. So, um, really been engaging in the chat and being cool. Been here a couple times. So, just appreciate that. We need some, as a stream, because I've noticed the chat has been increasing, which is awesome. And I'm, I really appreciate it. But, you know, when I'm talking, I want to give my full attention to chatting and discussing this for everyone. So, I can't quite pay attention to the chat as much as I would like. So, so it's, it's nice to have a few people in there laying down the law. Yes. Um, yeah, much appreciated. Ahmed, don't do it on, on OnlyFans because they take 20%. Um, I, can give you, um, I can give you my Venmo. My Venmo is Jesse the Buckeye. And then I can – do you have Venmo? Steven? I do, but I'm okay with it being sent either place. Doesn't okay. I can do either way. I mean, it's whatever you want to do, Ahmed, I, I appreciate it greatly. Um, and um, thank, thank you so you much. So That's much. really, really awesome. awesome. Um, um, but you can so send you it whichever way you, way you feel. feel. So, so, and thank and you, Julian. Julian. Thank you, Solis. Thank you, Arlo. Thank you, Justin. Go ahead, if you can. Um, 
if you can, oh wait, all that says nope, lol. I don't know what that means. Oh, no, no Venmo. Oh, no Venmo. Gotcha. I was like, nope. What you just, you hunt, you just hunt. Do it on, um, do it on OnlyFans, and then I can just, well, I can send it to him. I don't care. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I have yeah. PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App, so, like, I'm set up on everything if there's anything that for anybody. But, uh, but I will have it set up for PayPal for the next stream, or at least I'll do my best to get it set up for PayPal on either mine or Jesse's, because, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get it figured out. Um, I'm cool with hanging out for a couple more minutes though, too. So like anybody who's got anything else, um, before we get out of here, I'm happy to answer any questions, whether it's super chat or not, just anything yeah. to throw out there. Um, for those of loyal who have just sat <laughs> the whole thing, um, or maybe someone just now tuned in. So yeah, I'm going to give it like a minute or two to see if anything's going on in the chat. And if not, we'll get out of here, but, uh, but we'll see. What if yeah, it's else I can pull up on the screen while we're just sitting around. Get that AJ hand. That AJ, AJ hand was so funny. funny. Oh, the picture of the AJ. Yes. My, My favorite, favorite song, song, Julian, is Ocean, Ocean Bed, Bed by, by Siamese. Siamese. I can't sing it. I can't sing it because we'll get DMCA'd. <laughs> um, I don't know what my favorite song is. I have no idea. That's a good question. I have a Led Zeppelin tattoo. I like a lot of their stuff. Yes. Um, just it's such a worthless tattoo, though. <laughs> like it's, oh, whatever. Like I have a, I have a much more meaningful one um, for like my family and stuff. But used to smoke a lot of weed, and I lived in Florida, and I just was going to the beach every day and listening to a lot of Led Zeppelin. So like, did you get it on like Daytona I love Beach? Those oh, I on. love it. Yeah, it means nothing to me anymore, but I like their music. Um. Um, I don't know what my favorite song is, but my favorite current artist is probably Jack White. I like, I still listen to White Stripes a lot. And oh my god, my dad loves them so much. Yeah, really big Jack. Hand. <laughs> yeah, right when I put the hand up, it says oh, there it goes. Back. Um, Arlo says, "Wonder what Raw will be like tomorrow? Who knows?" Um, it'll be uh, it'll be very interesting because the Raw after WrestleMania is normally. The bit, you know, that's when like a lot of surprises usually happen, and like people get really hyped up for the Raw to WrestleMania. And I know it's always, I was supposed to know. I imagine they still have some tricks up their sleeve for the show itself, uh, to keep people interested. But I, I don't know, I'd imagine it's changed that as well because there's gonna be people who don't, who aren't gonna want to have to be flown in for this, there's gonna be people quarantined, there's gonna be. You know, there, I'd imagine there's probably some big stuff they had planned for the Raw for WrestleMania that they're going to hold off on until there is a crowd, would be my guess. That first Raw after quarantine, post-quarantine. Yeah. Raw after quarantine instead of Raw for Mania. Raw after quarantine. And it'll be interesting to see if they just, you know, if they've taped a bunch of stuff to, like, hold them over for the time being or if they're just going to, like... Re-air WrestleMania matches. Just re-air re WrestleMania. Yeah, or just take a break. I don't know. I mean, what I do know is... Meet Boneyard Match Marathon. <laughs> just keep showing that. Well, and, I mean, AEW's been killing it with their empty arena shows, so, like, I, mean, I have no problem with them doing stuff in front of no crowd if they're if it's done correctly. Um, because AEW, I think them having the fan, the, the wrestlers out in the crowd as fans has... Oh, good. Well... Just that little bit of sound you get does a whole world of difference. Just hearing a couple people cheering and booing and stuff in the audience, um, I think it adds a lot to those AEW shows. 
But what AEW does that WWE doesn't really do at the moment is, for the most part, is AEW, like, whether there's a crowd or not, the matches are so good in the ring that, like, you don't even care. You're just watching yeah. the match. Um, whereas WWE, you just don't really see that too much on the main roster anymore. So, like, the dynamic's a little bit different without the crowd being there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hi, James. Hey, James. You're catching us right at the end, uh, unfortunately. So if you got any yeah. uh, statements, anything you want uh, you want out there, I'd suggest doing it in the next, like, 30 seconds to a minute because we're about to get out of here. Uh, yeah. Can, but you can, you know, go back and listen to this. This will be uploaded uh, fully on Jesse's YouTube channel um, within, like, a matter of minutes from the show ending. And then I'm also going to try to have the audio up on my podcast feed, um, the Fight Talk podcast. I don't, I wasn't able to do it yesterday because there were some issues uh, getting the audio off. Um, and by the time it was, like the show was so close that it wasn't worth doing. But mm-hmm. I'm going to probably try to do that today. But if not, same kind of scenario. WrestleMania starts in a handful of hours. Probably better off just watching it here on YouTube than listening to it on my stream. Yeah, for sure. For now. Uh, Julian says, I think for the first show back with a crowd, the wrestlers might not have to do anything since the crowd would be hot AF. That'd be pretty, that'd be pretty great. Like they just go out there and just, just sit in the ring, just sit in the ring, just sit in the ring, play rock, paper, scissors. Oh, oh my God. I would pop for that. Anything right now. I'd be like, Oh, rock, paper, scissors. Oh, it hit that <laughs> paper. Oh. oh, that was sick, son. Um, James says, uh, wanted to say, glad Becky won last night. Not me. Yeah, I wish it would have been Shayna. Wish it would have been Shayna. Thought the, the finish was whack. But the match itself was good for the, <laughs> but the, the, match itself was good for the time that it lasted. Um, so, that's it. Um, Alright, all right, so, I think it's a good time to get out of here. Uh, make sure you give us both follows on Twitter. I'm at FightTalk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-L-K underscore uh, Jesse is at Jesse the Buckeye, J-E-S-S-I-T-H-E-B-U-C-K-E-Y-E. Uh, Want to give a shout out to some sponsors real quick. WrestleRumble.com, place to be for fantasy pick'em contests. Their WrestleMania pick'em contest is, of course, closed because half the show is over. Uh, but they do have their XFL um, contest still available. I think it's $12 and it's basically like a, uh, like a running, uh, there's like some sort of big prize at the end of it. I believe either some money or a title belt. Can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I will pull it up actually right now so you guys can see it and so that I can, uh, feel better about letting you know what's going on with this. So this is the XFL fallout right here. Uh, first place is going to get a winged eagle championship belt. The, uh, these are like the legit replica belts off the WWE website. Second place gets a black intercontinental championship. Third and fourth get free entries to the WrestleMania contest for the next year. So big stuff there. Um, want to give a shout out to my brother. Oh, give them a follow by the way on uh, Twitter at WrestleRumble. Uh, give a shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. I'll pull this up. If you want to give him a follow on Instagram, um, he can help you reach your goals during the quarantine uh, remotely. So if you want to get in better shape, just move around, get a little exercise in. He's a professional boxing coach. He runs Parkinson's Foundations. Uh, you can see kind of his credentials right here. Uh, owns Steel Boxing Athletics, a small gym uh, here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, if you want to give him a follow, he can help you out. Shoot him a direct message. That's at Boxing ATL 
Um, if you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area or anywhere close by, he'll meet you in person once this whole quarantine stuff is uh, is over. Uh, but yeah, definitely hit him up because he can help you, um, you know, over the over Skype or over a phone call or over Instagram or whatever. He can help you uh, with with all your workout stuff still while you're not able to go out and about. Um, and also want to give a shout out to Heroes and Legends. Heroes and Legends, uh, best memorabilia company for professional wrestling. People are super awesome. Good deals, good people. Oh, this is probably good. A lot of what I have on this wall. Oh yeah. Is, uh, is actually uh, Wrestle Rumble, or uh, not Wrestle Rumble. Well, actually, someone, some of it is. So check this out. So this yes, is here. Um, I got a camera going. It's kind of still, but you can see my hand moving around there. Um, it's one of the walls in my apartment. It's a little, or in my office. It's a little bit uh, at a weird angle. But uh, basically, that title belt you see there, I won from Wrestle Rumble in their NXT New Orleans uh, Pick'em Contest. Uh, and then a lot of the stuff you see here, like like the the uh, Just Toys Bendums there on the bottom, uh, got mo a lot of those through Heroes and Legends. Um, so yeah, just got a bunch of stuff up there. So the uh, the prizes for Wrestle Rumble are real, as you can see by that title belt. Um, the figures I got at a fair price from Heroes. And Legends. Uh, so and they do live auctions and live claim sales too. So check them out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at HL Pro Wrestling. Um, Jesse. Do you have anything else you'd like to plug? Obviously, make sure people know, you know, about your OnlyFans who might not already know about it and everything else you got going on. I'm going to pull up your uh, Papa John's promo one more time. Yes. Um, so um, I so do I have an OnlyFans. Only um, it's um, OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. Same handle as I do on Twitter. Um, that's the best place if you want to reach me via DM to do it. Been a little bit slow these past couple of days just because I've been busy with WrestleMania stuff and doing all this and making sure I do all of the things that I've been obligated to do by Papa John's, which I agreed to do, which is right up on the screen. Um, thank you to Papa John's for uh, not sponsoring me, but partnering with me for WrestleMania weekend. Um, Obviously, Obviously, it's really kind of cool. They're doing a, doing a giveaway, giveaway as well for a championship for a belt. belt. Um, um, you can go there. That's, that's on my Twitter, too. I think there's no pictures or anything fun. But um, I am I with Papa John. For until 12-31-20, you can use my coupon code, Jesse25, J-E-S-S-I-25, to get 25% off your full price, or regular price, I guess, menu order online. Um, that's, uh, available that's available all throughout the United, United States, States, all through the rest of the year. year. So if so you use that code, it really helps me out. It helps um, Papa John's know that, that I am I someone good to be a partner with. So thank you, everyone, and subscribe to my OnlyFans. That's the best way to directly support me in what I do, other than, like, super chatting and subscribing here and on Twitter. Appreciate everyone. Appreciate all the love and support. Everyone's been super nice, and that's so awesome. Yes. So once again, thank everyone for uh, thank you to everyone who uh, joined us for this chat. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll probably do this. I mean, we we initially just full transparency to everyone still listening right now. Uh, me and Jesse were talking about doing this podcast weekly um, before all this uh, COVID nineteen and all this stuff was going on. So we've been in the process of putting together um, a show like this for YouTube, um, but. We rushed the whole process because of COVID-19 and because people were home with nothing to do and because, you know, we wanted to be able to get our thoughts out there because, you know, this this is a great medium to do it. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, it's just one of those things where, like, it's a work in progress and 
we were initially just going to do this once a week. We we pick Saturdays uh, to do it, but for the time being, we're just kind of doing it whenever. So, yeah. so subscribing to the YouTube channel is super important because then you're then you know when we're live. We always give uh, links on our Twitter as well, both of our Twitter accounts. So, so it's kind of been a spur of the moment thing as far as like when we go live. We haven't really been advertising it much. Just kind of put some tweets out there like, hey, we're going live right now. So we appreciate everyone who's jumped in kind of last minute to do this. And at some point we will hopefully have some sort of ske- some set schedules. But <laughs> for now, I mean, it's possible we might even be on here tomorrow morning talking about yeah. uh, the fallout from WrestleMania. Um, we might be on here every day for the next week. We might be on here every other day. It might be every three days. It might be once a week again. I mean, we don't know. But the best way of staying up to date on all of it is following both of us on Twitter and making sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, so just wanted to let everyone know that. Um, at the very least, you'll get one of these once a week. But for the time being, like I said, we, I mean, I, we'll, we, we can just talk about it right now since we're on air and we're talking to each other. Like, mm-hmm. want to try to do this around the same time tomorrow, give or take the same time tomorrow. Yeah. To talk about the fall from WrestleMania. For sure. I'll do it. All right, so probably sometime in the morning tomorrow, uh, probably around 10 a.m., uh, probably around 10 a.m. Eastern time, uh, 10 or 11. Uh, I think tomorrow there is a live auction happening or a live claim for and Legends, I think, at 1 p.m. on their Facebook channel or their Facebook group. So jump on that if you want to get some figures at a good price. Um, and I want to make sure I'm free for that as well. So we have to make sure we do Perfect. for 1 p.m. tomorrow if we're going to do it. Got it. So everyone knows... Uh, so that I can get over there and support my sponsors or our sponsors over there at Heroes and Legends, because I, as you've, as as you've just seen, <laughs> yes, and you, that, this is just a very small part of my. Uh, I mean, I got stuff all over the place in here. Um, I look forward to those sales because that's a good time for me to pick up stuff that I'm looking for. Um, yeah. So, uh, so once again, thanks everyone to uh, for joining us, Jesse. Any anything else before we get out? Nope. Everyone enjoy WrestleMania Night Two. Yeah, Enjoy WrestleMania night too, everybody. We plan on being here tomorrow around 10 a.m., give or take.